This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. I can't tell if this cantaloupe is right or not. <laughs> Picture Thanos. <laughs> Supermarket feeling fruit. <laughs> I bet I could make half your clothes disappear, woman. <laughs> there you go. You're arrested. Do, do, you, do you have a preference? Top half or bottom? All right. <laughs> that's, that's not creepy at all. Is that is that a... <laughs> Are we good on the masculine toxicity for the night or <laughs> anything of, else, guys? Predator, all right. <laughs> okay. You're not talking about Savota. <laughs> Did I mention that we were live? Sure. <laughs> oh, maybe I should warn y'all before we do that kind of thing. Nah, it's no fun. Uh, no, that's it's not as bad as Memphis the uh, that, that one month, whatever. Anyways, I uh, see you and raise you. Yeah, right. everything's fine. Yeah, we we'll be fine. Uh, we're live. We're extra live. I, I uh, oh no, I, I thought I I thought I hit the the live button a little bit early, J Mike, but nope, just about right on time. That is nine thirty Eastern ish. It's the open bar. It's me. It's my man's J. Mike Check. What it do, brother? Look, t- tonight is a huge night. Uh, the the re- the reason that we're all here. Uh, finally, it took us months to get here. Um, but as everyone is here for Game Five, Nuggets Spurs. Go Spurs, go! Take this three games to two lead. And and just really rock this out because Denver is going to really have the pressure put on them at this point. All the veterans for San Antonio about to do work. Uh, and this is really what everyone's here for. So I appreciate everyone in the chat showing all of the Spurs love. I see I see people talking about their leaving eye rolls. I, I, I think that I have rendered <laughs> the chat absolutely befuddled and speechless. It's, it's awesome. I, I appreciate your all support. It's this is great. Like what sport are you talking about? No, <laughs> you know what? Just just the disrespect. Oh, Jay, Mike, I got you, Popovich for life, man. My man, my man, great. <laughs> I mean, does it matter though? Like the Warriors are gonna win regardless. So, uh, oh, no. this year, man, I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> but anywho, Gabe, I'm I'm happy to be here. This is fantastic. I'm excited. Um, and I know everyone, you're not here for the wonderful Spurs talk. You're not here. For Aaron B's Bruins, um, you're, you know, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You're here for the NFL draft and for the extremely smart people that we have. So I'll stop talking. Gabe, you do you. Oh, I don't have a team in the NBA playoffs, so I guess I have nothing to say. Uh, I bet you miss Kawhi, though. He's going to look real good. <laughs> purple and yellow, partner. Yeah, right. Stop, stop tripping. <laughs> Yeah, he's going, he's going across the street. Well, exactly. Same, same building. <laughs> same building. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, man, 
happy to see your face. Happy to have a thing called the NFL draft upon us in just a couple of days. Uh, less than 48 hours away, we'll see the first round, the least important round for us offensive, happy people. Um, not to be offensive, Mr. Dwight Peebs, the IDP champ, my guy. Uh, how are you tonight? I'll introduce you first. Doing really good, man. Happy to be back. I think it's been a while since I talked to you guys. So, yeah, I'm just happy to have a reason to watch draft day and not have people look at me funny. But, yeah. So, <laughs> we already watched it once this week. Probably watch it again tonight, actually. So, yeah. It's it's a ritual at this point. It's it's becoming like the uh, uh, Christmas story on Christmas or the, the Grinch <laughs> or whatever your thing is, you know, every year. Oh, yeah. We, such, uh, a, such a bad movie, but you got to watch it. <laughs> We as a family every Christmas watch the the Star Wars Christmas. Have have y'all seen that one with the uh, the Wookies? Hmm, no, I think so it's no. old, no. isn't it? You everyone, if you're watching the open bar right now, leave. Uh, don't leave YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Look up Star Wars Christmas or something, and, and look for the the whole Wookie thing. It is, oh my goodness, amazing. It is great. Make it a tradition every year for your Christmas. I promise you will you will be entertained. Um, so draft day is what we were talking about, not Christmas. But happy to have you, Dwight. Um, I we were talking off air that you are usually not able to join us <laughs> <laughs> because of technical difficulties, and I feel weird. I have a weird vibe. Zen isn't right, but I am happy. Yeah, it feels good to, and now that I've done a couple of my own podcasts, I think I kind of sort of finally got the whole microphone thing figured out. So, <laughs> yeah, it took me a while, but, you know, we're, we're good. Hey, let me, can I ask real quick, Gabe? I'm sorry. Real, real quick, yeah. let me cut in with Dwight. Dwight, with with how how much of an absolute superstar that you're blowing up to be at this point, uh, carrying the mantle for three brands, uh, you know, Dynasty Owners Manual, Debbie Happy Hour, you're a DLF pod now. Um, I, I just, I'm just curious when Gabe and I um, will start getting a kickback from, you know, just the love when you were just, you know, little Dwight from up the street, you know what I'm saying? Um, before right. you became like big Dwight, like big white Dwight. Gave you, know you that handle, son. Come on. <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah. I, I mean, when the people's when, champ was born, I'm just curious, you know, when that's happening. I have kids when, when, that when need, I start that seeing need, uh, it. <laughs> when I start seeing it, you guys will start seeing it. I'm not getting much of anything right now. Just check. Stay, stay humble, peeps. Stay humble. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have I don't have albums like I don't have albums like Gabe and Zach here. So they're the ones that are gonna be dropping albums, like full albums on iTunes. So and segue. <laughs> Segue to Zach. I'll hop, skip, and a jump over our newcomer. I'll get to you in just a second, my dude. But Zach, the crab man, the lobster, the 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 crawfish connoisseur, the 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 main man. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a long I, time, bro. It has been forever, and it is good to be back. I've been stuck in the chat for about six weeks. <laughs> I don't know. I just stumbled into the bar. It's this is this is fantastic. It it really is good to be here. It's weird to pod without my better half. Uh, you know, not having Kyle here, but it 
It's good to be here with you and and J Mike and and Dwight and should I should I give away the the I, I won't give away our other guests oh, but <laughs> but it, it is it's it's great to be here it's good to, good to talk some Spurs you know I, I've been really excited about the the NBA playoffs go Spurs go <laughs> go Spurs but is, is it go. game five tonight J Mike yeah man game five in Denver you said they're on the road in Denver all right. Okay. Uh, on to the next then. On on to the next. We have a newcomer to the open bar. His name is Zeno. His nickname is Drano. Would Ooh. you like to explain to the people, to the peebles, why your nickname is that? Yeah, I'd love to. First of all, I'm pumped to be here, guys. So, uh, yeah, Drano. I used to be pretty good at golf in high school. Used to make uh, all these really long, like 30 foot plus putts. Um, if you play golf, you know, it's pretty far distance, pretty tough putt to make. Um, so eventually uh, my teammates were like, hey, you're really good at putting. Your name is Zeno. So we're going to call you Drano. And that was it. So good putting plus a crazy name equals Drano, apparently, to uh, high school kids. <laughs> Yeah. To Jake Anderson, he calls it a lag putt when you try to just get close to the hole. Mm -hmm. Zeno's just like, ha, child, please. Well, that's, I'm making um, it. That's why he's Drano and, and Jake is just Jake. Yeah. Jake Anderson, <laughs> you know, he get he gets other other names. Um, happy to have you, happy to meet you virtually. Um, I think just like actually first time period, I uh don't remember interacting with you much on Twitter, so I'm happy to interact with you here, my man. Yeah, same here, same here. Um, J. Mike, do you, do you have something to say right away? What is it? Yeah, say it. real quick with with Zeno, I just want to know. I just want you to know how much already you're appreciated in this uh, in this show tonight. Uh, if I scroll up a little bit in the chat, and shout out to everyone who's checking us out in the chat, YouTube live 9:30 p.m. Tuesday nights. You know what it is. Uh, the the wonderful uh, my son, if you will, uh, from from the left coast, Jesse Reeves, he he hit us with this. Uh, Zeno Dwight, and this is in all caps. OMG, this is the most all star lineup. Your first time on the open bar and you're getting the all star nod, Zeno. How does that make you feel? I mean, it's a lot to live up to, but. At the end of the day, I'm just going to bring my best and uh, hang out, you know, kick it with you guys. There's just no pressure. We're all just having a good time until someone says something dumb, like, you know, Kyler Murray is going one-on-one in the NFL draft, and the Cardinals are also going to train Rosen. Like, if someone says that, then I can't be responsible for what happens next. Like, that's pretty much it. He comes out firing. I like that. Well, I, I do think – I, I do think like uh, the Raiders are going to do something crazy. Like we heard talks about that today. I think, um, I think if they did get a QB in this draft class, it's for sure going to be Murray. I don't know why they would take anybody else if they have Carr, and then they'll ship Carr away. That would be sweet if they got Murray and then ship Carr away to I don't know. Maybe the Giants will do something stupid again, <laughs> grab a bad contract from Carr and try and re-sign him to a long deal. I don't know something like that, but. Doesn't really matter because you know the Niners at the 102. It's probably going to be Bosa, 
you know, get that edge, uh, edge rusher in there. Um, those are my kind of two things that I'm pretty confident will happen for sure. Guaranteed hundred percent. You heard it here first, lock it in. Wow. And I, and I thought we weren't mocking tonight. Nope. <laughs> now people will so be wait, mocking us tonight. But, but with the draft, no, but seriously, with, with the draft, with the draft being this Friday, um, and, you know, before we get into a whole bunch of nonsense that we'll inevitably get to, I, I'm curious of this. Is there any place, if if Arizona does not take Kyler, is there any place that you love to see trade up to get him at 101? Is there any place off the top of your head where you're like, you know what? Okay, they like Rosen maybe, and there's you know some team's going to give him just an absolute king's ransom to get to 101. How far back does Arizona fall, and or is there someone that you'd be like, man, I bet he would be fantastic in this spot? See, I'm not the biggest Kyler Murray fan to begin with. I think he's you know I'd like to see a little more. I think the only team that's got the capital and the from what we're hearing is the Raiders, you know, that even have the, the want to do that. I mean, I know there's some team that can come out of nowhere, you know, a couple of quarterback needy teams like Washington. I just don't think they have the ammunition to pull it off. Um, I can't see the giants doing it. Um, I think it's either the Raiders or the Cardinals. I don't, I don't see any other team that's going to come out of the woodwork and get them honestly. And well, I think he'd be pretty good. They can't and offer it. Right. Is that kind of what you mean? Cause I mean, the giant, like giants are going to have to give up, picks to 2028 to figure that out right and i don't think they, and yeah i and as far as them getting car i don't think they can afford car like they've got so much dead money with beckham and apple already and then you know they're still signing guys like tate to these crazy contracts and i don't think they can afford car so i don't know how they would get them it's i think there's we've beaten we've beaten these scenarios into the bushes and i think it's just going to go all to hell on thursday night I, I don't think anything's going to happen that anybody's expecting. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I want the Raiders to do it. I, 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 hope they, I hope they don't make the same mistake. Well, uh, whether you like Kyler or not, uh, kind of assuming, I guess my statement is assuming that I kind of like Kyler, but <laughs> I just hope they don't make the same mistake that the Jaguars did. And I'll say it again. Just, I, I don't think Carr's the guy. I think he's going to, be a little bit better version of Bortles, but I just think that if they pass it up on it this year, they're going to miss an opportunity and wish that they had done it and be looking back and be like, shit. <laughs> right. And I think they do have, you know, a, a decent enough team around him. You know, he'll have a couple <laughs> good receivers to throw to and stuff. I can see him. I can see Murray to Antonio Brown being a really, really good connection. So I, I definitely think it's, you know, within the, within the realm. And I tweeted it earlier that I think it, if anybody makes it happen, I think it's the Raiders. So. What do the Raiders get give up to get there? You think? I, I put in my, I in the tweet I said four and twenty seven. They might have to do like a second or third. Right. Also, maybe next year's second. You know, I they've got. Say they might do like four twenty seven, and then next year's first or something. It, yeah, they they've got the capital to pull it off. You know, yeah. and then you would think they would get something in return for Carr, at least a third. You would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and. Uh, they seem like they've gone to this off season with this bold kind of mentality, you know, like they're just going to start shaking shit up. You know, they traded Khalil Mack for almost, I didn't think it was much, but um, they, they definitely look like they're trying to make some moves and I, I why not? 
I just don't know what Mayock thinks of Murray. And I'd be curious to think, because he doesn't, he's always been kind of an old school type of scout. So I'm not sure what he would think of Kyler Murray running his team. So. It It's strange to me to, to think of NFL teams building around the quarterback first. So like, I mean, you talk about Oakland trading up to, to do that. Well, now you've depleted what you can put around him. I mean, you were, pig spit last year in terms of of winning and all right so now you've traded Derek Carr for a third so you got a third back but you traded all your picks for this year you traded a first next year what are you putting with Kyler Murray uh, to me and maybe I'm wrong about this because what do I know I'm a, I'm just a dummy but but I would I would build uh with offensive line with defensive line Maybe with with defensive backs because I think in in this league now you've got to protect your quarterback. You've got to uh, get after the quarterback so he has to th- throw. I mean, get pressure in the pocket and then defend the pass because I I think that we've seen this shift toward a passing league, which you would think would make the quarterbacks incredibly valuable. But we've seen a lot of these young quarterbacks who are on rookie deals be very productive and. and because they get surrounded by a a quality team around them, that core. And to me, that just seems backwards to trade up to go get Kyler Murray before you have a team in place. I absolutely wholeheartedly agree. I think they could do a lot more with that for the 27. Mm. You know, they could get Quinn and Williams, you know, get Byron Murphy, you know, get a good cornerback, get Josh Jacobs, you know, like build a really good team around Carr. You said Carr's not much better than – I think Carr's better than Bortles, but you saw how well he did when he had Amari Cooper and Michael Carabtree when he had a couple good weapons and a really good offensive line that year. I think he's he's adequate enough. I'm not going to say he's a world beater by any means, but I, I don't mind. I would not mind Derek Carr running my franchise. I think they're kind of stuck with that contract. So, yeah. Well, and that that to me is the other issue is I, I would I don't want to pay a quarterback who's not going to get me over the hump. If I can draft a rookie quarterback and be whatever six and ten or, or eight and eight like I am with Derek Carr, why wouldn't I pay a guy three million instead of twenty million? Like it, it makes sense to me. That's I was on a couple weeks ago with the Superflex Super Show and I was talking about landing spots. And for me, uh, the landing spots that I love for some of these rookies coming in are spots where there is a quarterback at the end of a rookie deal. And so why bother paying them? Why, why bother re-upping somebody like Jameis Winston who hasn't gotten you over the hump? Someone like Marcus Mariota, as much as it hurts me to say that because I like Mariota. But some of these guys who haven't proven that they are going to win you NFL games, why pay them when you can get the same-ish production from the next rookie coming in and, and paying them on a rookie deal? Right, Tampa Bay would be an intriguing spot for Murray if he if he fell to five. That would be... Ooh. I, saw, I saw that down there. That'd I'd like it. Hmm. I mean, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility either. I mean, not just Murray, but even if if you like Haskins, fine. If you like one of these other guys, like I could see that being a spot where why not? Why not throw a, a quarterback on, on a low money deal in behind Jameis Winston, make Jameis prove it, 
if he proves it, great. You haven't lost out on anything. If he doesn't, now you've got a chance to to rebuild around a young quarterback, which gives you cap flexibility. Yeah, that'd be intriguing. I have not heard that, and that <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. The and one of those things where when if if you're kicking the tires on Kyler, uh, what do you so uh, say you let Jameis walk? Um, they let the linebacker walk who just got paid, I think, by San Francisco. I can't remember. Quan, uh, Quan Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. And then – so now I imagine that they have all this cap room to be able to build around someone like Kyler with Arians. Like, oh, boy, yeah. Evans Godwin, my homie Rojo. I'm slipping him in there real quick. <laughs> OJ Howard, <laughs> uh, Cameron Brait. I'm just going to keep it going so y'all can't stop. Um <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin Watson, uh, Peter Howard's boy. What up, Peter? I see you in the chat working. Um, yeah, just, I mean, it's going to team load it. Set it running back. It's perfect. Love it. <laughs> Set it running back. <laughs> yeah, with Peyton Barber. Yeah, I agree. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Zeno, why don't you go flush yourself somewhere? Gosh. <laughs> no, never. I love Peyton Barber, man. I'm standing on top of that hill for sure. Although it's, I won't, it's a cheap I won't, hill to stand on. It's it's a yeah. bit of a pitcher's mound in terms of <laughs> height. Uh, you, you won't fall far if, if you fall off. So it's all it's all good. I think I think he just went in one of the drafts I was in, like 14th, 15th round. So uh, safe, <laughs> safe mound to die on, Zeno. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that mountain animal hill. What's up? No, J. Mike. I know the Bengals have not moved up in the round since 1984, but um, they're still not what, going to. Well, yeah. So what if they moved up and got Kyler? That'd be crazy. Oh. <laughs> Everybody seems to think Haskins is going there all of a sudden. So listen, if you if if you know, and I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but literally winter will have to come for 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 uh, Mr. Brown to trade up and 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 take Kyler. Like, come oh, shit. Yeah. They're gonna sit right there. They're gonna take whichever Devin's still there, as everybody and their mom's uh, uh, mocking, and that's just gonna be what it is, man. I would be fine with that too. So, yeah. are these the mock drafts that are coming out every other day? Those are the ones you're, you're every other day. Those mock. Since we every started, this, since we started this, there's been three. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> Jake Anderson in the chat. <laughs> this is a pretty good one. Um, Peter Howard hits us with that Peyton Barber greater than Rojo, and then Jake Anderson goes process over Rojolts, like results. It was pretty wow, pretty good. It, it's slanderous, and I hate that. But uh, Jake, that's that's money. I like that a lot, actually. Do I have a ghostwriter? <laughs> can we uh, real quick? Can, can we can we talk through? Um, a couple of superlatives that I have written down here that we typically, I mean, that we did last year, Gabe, can I do them again? Not all of them, just a few. Sounds great. <clears throat> I'm so glad you're so excited. <laughs> oh, um, I was just tweeting I'm, I'm, about you. Sorry. I'm, I'm just going to say a name really quickly. Uh, excuse me. I'll, I'm going to ask you guys a question. You're just going to tell me the answer as it pertains to, one of the rookies or soon to be rookies uh, in this draft class as, as it pertains to dynasty football. Um, so I'm going to ask the question like the one rookie you're confident will be a bust 
is who? Mm. And that's tough. Yeah, the the Ooh. range on uh, that, and it be any rookie, any, any, <laughs> any. We're talking about the, the between, in 2019, correct? Between the 5,001 mocks, yeah. surely at least 50 people are going in the top 12 of these mocks. <laughs> so you've got a pretty wide range. Uh, shout out to Jake Anderson. Pretty wide range as it pertains to. Mm. Uh, who you can choose from. So pick one. Riley Ridley. Ooh, I like I mean, that. Just obvious one for me. Is, so. Yeah, I'm not going to hide my dislike. I do not like Hollywood Brown. I just don't. I don't. It's too much John Ross in his game. Too much just. I, I just don't trust him. I won't own him anywhere. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that one. I, I've been kind of beating Hollywood Brown about the head and face any chance I get uh, talking him down. I he's, he gets open, he creates space, but if he gets touched, if the defense can get their hand on it, man, he is in some trouble. And oh, that, so that's where the 165 pounds or whatever is. Exactly. Is where he comes in. Yeah. Play, right. I mean, it was almost it was the same thing with with Dorch, where like I loved watching Dorch on, on tape, and then all of a sudden you see him come in at the combine and you see his height and weight, and you're like, that's just not an NFL body. Like it just can't you can't be that small. Uh, I say that you can be, but you are a, a huge outlier if you can produce at that size. Right. Yeah, I was actually just messing around with uh, one of my prospect models. Um, it's just a stupid decision tree right now, but um, it was interesting because whenever I added in like those sorts of combine measurables, Hollywood Brown immediately popped out. Like the model was like, this guy sucks. He's not going to be a star. There's no way. And whenever I like, you know, leave out measurables like that, he comes in and it's like, he's a solid, he could be an NFL top 24 guy. But yeah, once the measurables are in there, it's, it's tough. It's, it's real tough to get him. Um, and it, it's, like it's funny because we we've gotten to we've got this John Ross phobia. I think you know we saw that, and and to me, I see the John Ross, but there's also some Brandon Cooks, and so it's it's this weird you know you've got to figure out which side of the fence you fall on. And for me, just just him being as small as he is, when Cook struggles, it's the same reason Brown struggles, but Brown is what 15 pounds lighter and, and that just oh it, it really i i just can't, i can't do it i can't do it right there's a lot of mocks that have him as the first wide receiver going still and i do and he probably will be I don't like, he's it. he's got the, i mean he's fast he's he's put some film you know that's that's fine like he's he's got what nfl teams want and you've also got to think about it too because and i fall victim to this because i i think of things in fantasy all the time because that's what i do uh he he may be better for an nfl team he may be able to stretch the field he may be able to you know get some verticality which which leaves you you know the kind of the width of the field open the middle of the field open which is beneficial to an NFL team. He may be a guy who gets downfield like Brandon Cooks did for the Patriots a few years ago, and even if he wasn't catching the ball, he's drawing pass interference, which doesn't do a bit of good for us, but it, it does to an NFL team. So maybe that's part of what they're, what they're seeing. 
right? Very good. Moving on. QB number two in this class for you is? Will Greer. Patriots, 32. What do you think? Let's go. <laughs> do I have to pick one? Yes, you do. <laughs> and Gabe, you didn't give me your bus, by the way. Oh, um, well, it, it's, it's only right to give a uh, weekly um, negative review of uh, Jake's boy, <laughs> DK, uh, Dynasty, <laughs> Dynasty Killjoy Metcalf, <laughs> Dynasty Killjoy Metcalf, Dynasty Killjoy. Not, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't even like I'm I don't think he's a bust. I just like not really sure where to where to put him. So I'm not touching that one. Uh I'm just right. messing with you, Jake. Uh <laughs> yeah, I mean I think uh I think an easy one is um you know, I'll say I, I've been kind of worried about Josh Jacobs a little bit lately. I just feel like I haven't I haven't seen enough and I, I'm just a, a bit worried. And I and I think back to who it was someone either this week or the last Jay Mike's talking about the kind of those boom plays that they see on tape and it kind of just attracts everyone at once. And, you know, we, and we mentioned that Amir Abdullah did that and, um, uh, Clowney did that. And yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, Clowney's fine, whatever, but I just, I don't know. Like, I think people grasp those and hang on to them pretty tightly and, I, I'm just not sure if we've seen enough of Josh Jacobs, and I, I'm, I'm more curious about landing spot rather than uh, just saying that he'll be good. So we'll go with that. Fair right. enough. Greer was QB2 for Zach, which that's sneaky good. I like that. Anybody else? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm disgusted. I like it. I, I will stand. I think the mo three most successful quarterbacks out of this class will be Murray, Tyree Jackson, and Jared Stidham. That's oh man, what I think. I just don't. I don't like Haskins. I don't like Locke. I don't like Greer. I mean, they've all got good traits, um, but I just I don't like them. I just don't like what I saw. What I saw. Can you yeah. tell me why you like Tyree Jackson? I just don't know. Yeah, he's just you like the raw, the the athleticism that he has, and just he, he's one of those guys that's going to take a couple years, though. It's going to take the right system. He could easily just land on the wrong team and never ever see the field and be out of the league in three years. So it, he's, he's definitely volatile, but I like a lot of the things that he does. So yeah, just, I think the right team could mold him into something very good. So that's. Yeah, but Buffalo's already got a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. See, that's just it. Team that could that do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, just one of those hills I'm on right now. So I, I don't like this whole class, this whole quarterback class as a whole. But yeah, they know. I mean, I gotta go Haskins. Just, I feel like he's gonna have the draft capital. It's gonna make him. Solid, even though I don't really like him as a QB prospect. I like Zach's one, though. I think Greer is going to be pretty sweet. Um, he's probably my QB three right now. Um, yeah, I don't. Haskins is just—he's just so slow from what I've seen. He's just the weirdest. <laughs> he's—he's like 
like a turtle in the pocket. I don't. I don't understand it. I, just, I don't get it. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's that's my Stephen. I, I, I like that. That's funny. Turtle. I hadn't heard that. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I can't even. I, I don't have anything for that. No, he looks like he's in slow motion. It's, it's, I do, yeah. It's awesome. I mean, yeah, look, have some respect. He, 1.7 yards per carry. Have some respect for the man. I mean, he's, he's man, better, than, better than I would do. <laughs> Bungie. Yeah. QB2. QB2. I, I'd probably say Haskins, too. I, I think Greer. Uh, is growing on me a little bit. I'm not. Uh, I'm not, I'm not with the peebs as far as uh, the, the takes at QB two and three, but I am with him in terms of the class that it is just not mm. really that fun to me. And I think we'll have a lot of excitement going into next year's draft as far as QB and really just offensively. I think next year is going to be a, a lot of fun. But I th- Haskins is is younger too than those guys, and he might not have a, a great first year. But if he lands in the right spot and with a good uh, set of coaches around him, a good you know QB coach, you've seen guys develop like that. Um, I think he is a bit slow. Footwork's not amazing, but he's a, he's a pretty accurate passer. So I I like Haskins. Um, I, I really think it'd be fun to see him honestly land in Jacksonville and you know sit behind sit behind Foles for a year or two and uh, see if he can develop into something. I think it'd be fun. Hmm. Noted. Moving forward, the one guy that you'd have on one of your 40-something, excuse me, 20-something Dynasty League teams, Dwight, the one guy you want on every single team. Well, and Debo Samuel, man. My, my, my co-host, Andrew, really turned me on to him. And uh, he was kind of hampered a little bit by injuries in college, but just when you watch him on tape, he's such a good receiver. Like he has moves, his hands, he's just very complete. He's getting some buzz. He's starting to kind of climb up the charts. And the more I saw of him, the more I like, I think he's one of the more sure wide receivers in the class. Um, it's yeah. It's, it's this draft is so, so team dependent. It's that's why I think the mock drafts drive me crazy more than anything, because I mean, especially the fantasy mock drafts, because honestly, we <laughs> like, it's going to be all out of whack next week, man. It's like I've got articles to write next week, and they're going to be fun. Finally, knowing where all these players are, you know, the Nikhil Harry, the DK Metcalf, you know, these David Montgomery, finally know where they're at, you know, like it, it's going to be fun. And some of the mock drafts have them going just terrible places. Like everybody's talking about Baltimore being the death, you know, of whatever wide receiver gets there and you know, stuff like that. And Tennessee's getting wide receivers, and that's also, I think, kind of a death trap spot. So. Yeah, but I, I I love Debo. I have him on a couple teams already, and I will get him as many as I can. So. Zachary, it uh, it's funny to me that Dwight didn't mention uh, my player when he's talking about guys who are really landing spot dependent. We want to know because I think AJ Brown may be the one guy in this draft that can go just about anywhere and be successful because I think he can do such a a myriad of different things in terms of offense. You've seen him be inside. You've seen him run out of the slot. You've seen him create uh, his his own space. You've also seen him slide outside when DK Metcalf went down and produced there. Uh, Whether you like it or not, 
you saw him outproduce Metcalf uh, for a couple of years there, and and this is not a knock at Metcalf. I don't, Jake, stop, stop. I don't mean it. It's not a, it's not a knock at Metcalf. He's he's phenomenal, but I think AJ Brown is the the best receiver in this class and has the highest floor, and so that's the guy I want on every single uh, one of my dynasty teams. I don't want to miss in the first round. I don't. I'll I'll take my swings in the second round. I'll take my swings in the third round. I think AJ Brown is the guy I want. Yeah, I keep seeing him going to Green Bay, and holy crap, one hundred and one. If he's in Green yeah, Bay, but even even if he even if he went to Baltimore, I mean, think about think about a guy who gets open close to the line of scrimmage and and creates separation and had a play at Ole Miss called Get Open, which with a running quarterback who who can get out of the pocket and create some time. I mean that that just plays the skill sets too. I, I don't I don't think that there's a spot that I'm looking at at AJ Brown going and, and thinking, wow, that's awful. And and there aren't very many guys in this draft class that that I don't have that fear with. Interesting. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I think AJB has like the safest floor probably of a lot of these, especially the wide receiver prospects. Um, yeah, I, I love that. He's definitely not my uh, guy that I have to have, but certainly do <laughs> like him up there. Who's yours, I know? Yeah, the guy that I have to have, um, it's going to be Miles Sanders, mm. um, simply because my running back depth on all my dynasty rosters is trash. <laughs> um, I also really just like him in general. Yeah, it, like it's shitty, right? It's like uh, you kind of have to make this pick based off what your team is devised of but oh well it happens um yeah sanders is my rb1 in this class i really liked almost everything that i saw on tape and then his production profiles what we like to see for uh the next level as well so he checked all the boxes for me loved it i mean like fighting off saquon barkley like imagine how you must have <laughs> felt trying to do that it's like it's like trying to you know fight thanos right like the guy with everything, you know, now you're going up against them. He right, is. I like that. I've been pounding the drum for him for quite a while now. But Gabe, who's your guy? This is a guy that we have to have or with the safest floor? I'm a little confused because I honestly have forgot the question. Every it was single like team. five minutes ago. Every single uh, team. Have to have on every single team? That's so hard because I feel like you can't even pick like a top six guy because you – I guess you can pay for it. What? You, yeah, you you can absolutely have any guy you want. Uh, let's let's keep the train rolling on our on our boy. Uh, I know Jesse said it a couple weeks ago. Pano last week. Uh, it's it's spelt Daryl, but it's pronounced Darrell. Uh, can I have your number? NFL draft. <laughs> can I have your number? Can I have it? My little croissant. My little croissant. <laughs> I actually don't know how. To, I don't know if it's Daryl or Darrell. So, apologies, Mrs. Henderson. Uh, I but uh, we're, we're here for your boy. Um, are we? I'm here for it. I'm still here for it. Give me those wide open spaces, Jake. <laughs> FF Anderson, come on, come on. He's Dixie creating. Okay. He's creating. No, I, lo I love it, man. He's it just a fun to watch. It, it There's like always a guy that uh, just kind of 
sits in that late first range that uh, a running back typically that a uh, that moves swiftly and and he is one of those guys Sim- not necessarily a similar player um by any means but on the same uh realm as a, a Kareem Hunt that I've liked and a <laughs> Kenneth Dixon that I've liked so it can go either way <laughs> But I know that this guy, Darrell, ain't going to be a uh, fifth-round pick like KD the God was. Um, Henderson's probably going to go in the second or third. So, um, yeah. There you go, J. Mike. You have you have be my, to be, my, be my little croissant. Can I have it? Can I have, Can I have it? it? Can I, Can I have your number? Can I have it? Uh, yeah, you're going to have to let Kenneth Dixon die, bro. Um, I just drafted him in, like, the 20th round. It felt great. Yes, love it. When you could have had Peyton Barber, what are you doing? Yeah, you could have had Rojo. What are you doing? Facts. Good grief. Uh, last one, uh, and and this is, uh, I, I'm just curious what you guys think of this. Um, is this going to be Alexander when, Madison? <laughs> this, this is this is going to be the guy that's not going. And, and by the way. Um, and I love the point that you made, Zeno, just a minute ago, because I'm confident that I will now and forever refer to Miles Sanders as Jan Brady. Um, just always looking up to Marsha, and Marsha's a star. Marsha gets all the love. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Uh, Miles Sanders is Jan Brady. Um, moving on. That's perfect. That's perfect. I don't think you yes. can get any better than that. I don't think so either. <laughs> the okay, so this is the guy that you're taking, not in the first round of any of your drafts, that you're confident will end up making the Pro Bowl at some point in his life. Mm. Does Ooh, not go in the first nasty. round of your rookie draft. Does not <laughs> Jesse Reeves hits you with the Miles Blanders. That's cold. <laughs> Miles Blanders, am I right? <laughs> Just kidding. I like him fine. Wait, I didn't read that. Oh, shoot. Okay, yeah. Anybody ready for that one? I just need I just need him to get a chance. I I just need like 17, 18 carries a game, you know, throw him the ball a couple of times. Alex Barnes. I, I'm I'm still like he and and I know I I made fun of Madison a little bit, but Barnes and Madison for me are the two guys that are going to go late in or later in these rookie drafts that have both the potential to be uh, a, a ball carrier up the middle because they're big enough, they've got the size, but they also have those twenty catch seasons, which if I know you guys have heard me talk. I, I like to see the 20 catch seasons in college because the NFL is not very creative. And if they see it happen before, they know it can happen. And, and so you're not asking uh, an NFL coach to take a leap with, with his job on the line. And so for me, it's Alex Barnes, but he's got to get, he's got to land somewhere where there's, a, it's going to be a cream hunt situation. It's going to be, he's land somewhere, something happens to get him in and get carries, get touches, and I think he'll produce. And there are – and this is not a comp, but there are shades of Emmett Smith in the way Alex Barnes runs. The way he the way he cuts, it's, it's not a sudden jump cut. 
it's it's almost this this plant shift. I, I don't know. It's it's such a it's like a slide step with a with slide, a yeah. picture. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I love it. And it's man, that that's the guy that I'm taking deep in drafts and hoping. Very interesting, man. I like that. Yeah, I've been um, on the I've been on the Andy Isabella hype train for a long time, and he's kind of fallen back a little bit now. With as other guys have taken a step forward, and I think he's got a little bit to learn. And once again, if he gets a chance to be a really good slot receiver, I think he'll be in the Pro Bowl someday. He's a guy I've tried to grab a lot in the second round. You want to go deeper than that? I love. Uh, I'm probably gonna butcher his name. I haven't said it a whole lot. Kahale Waring, the tight end from San Diego State. I think he's gonna go fifth or sixth round, and I can see him being. A legit starting tight end in the NFL, just crazy athletic, makes these insane catches and stuff from a tight end spot. Big guy, everything you'd want in tight end, just a little raw. So he's a guy I've been trying to grab in third, fourth round, a lot of rookie drafts. Um, I know. Love the Isabella one. That's actually who I was going to go with. Um, definitely think he fits that. You know, slot profile where he'll be solid in those intermediate to short routes. Um, just like, you know, just being that mismatch on being a linebacker or even a slot cornerback is just so advantageous in, in today's NFL. So, yeah, I love the um, Isabella pick there. <clears throat> I think I couldn't choose Isabella. Um, probably go with Emmanuel Hall. Um Kind of a weird one for me. He, I don't think he had the best production from like uh, NFL compare comparables, um, but I still like like what I saw from him. I think he'll be a solid, solid guy. Probably make the maybe make the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah, so I like in that second round area. We we talked we touched on him last week. Golly, dude, on tape he just runs by everybody. <laughs> it's just. It's ugly. It it he just runs by people over and over. If Drew Locke was good, um, that would have been really fun to see. <laughs> Gabe, you have one last one, last one in the chamber. Uh, what's the question? Uh, pro Bowlers. <laughs> what are we talking about? The NFL draft. We're talking about practice. J Mike's trying to get you to say Benny Snell. I know that's, he that's keep, what he's, he's doing. He's fishing hard for that. <laughs> Yeah. Not a game. Not a game. I'm serious. Is it a pro bowler that we're talking about, though? That could be a pro somebody bowler that, someday? Somebody yeah, that, would, second, that would go. Second round rookie who can be a pro bowler. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. You, you take like in the second round or the draft or later, and you'll think that they'll end up being a pro bowler. Of the NFL draft or a rookie draft? Rookie draft. Does Hawkinson count? <laughs> he's so. He's probably close. If you're in the league with Tyler Gunther, then no. Yeah. He's probably <laughs> end of the first. He's. That's probably not fair. Um, well, if you're in a one QB league, Kyler is uh, is probably in the. He's probably late first. Stop as well. trying to sneak the easy way out, man. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to see. I, I I was trying to have y'all talk about him last week because I I don't know as much as y'all, but I I've watched a little bit on Justice Hill, and I I like the way that he runs the football. Uh, I think I think he's explosive. I think he's got runaway speed, much like that of Tevin Coleman. I thought that it was kind of similar. He's fast. Uh, I don't know. I, I I would like to see 
one of those guys, one of those running backs that are going to go, you know, day two of the third, fourth round of the draft and and pop out rather than these Josh Jacobs, Sanders, Montgomery type of guys. But um, I like Justice Hill. And it is, can anyone else say something positive about Justice Hill here? Or can or are we going to move on? Now paging Great. Justice Hill's mothers. All right. <laughs> He's got a cool guess, first name. All right. Well, I'm dying on that hill. <laughs> he's a good pass catching back and he's yeah he'll be good in the nfl third down type of back fill in yeah he'll be fine yeah he's a guy I like pretty decent amount so and i think and i mean yeah. i think we've we've seen a bit of a, a change in the landscape of the nfl where those are becoming more important i mean we right. respect the hell out of Tariq cohen um year before duke johnson and james white i mean these guys matter I think it matters on the offense that they land on for sure, but it's just uh, term. I think they're becoming a little more prominent than before. Yeah, that term third down back used to be like a fantasy wasteland, and it's not anymore. I mean, no. you can you can have a really you know he's never he's going to be your RB three, but you know he'll still win you or help you win a week. You know if you got a couple guys out or whatever. So those wide those are you know third down backs as you want to call them are very valuable especially when more teams face you know second and 15 second and 20 you know those third down backs get more care more carries more plays you know so yeah so dwight do you think that he's not um just big enough to be able to carry the load to be you know a two or three down back yeah yeah what i saw i'm trying to draw on a fly here i'm drawing a blank on him but a Remember, his vision wasn't the greatest. He didn't see a lot of the really tough defenses in the Big 12 there. So, um, yeah, size was an issue. Vision was an issue. But he's just, he's shifty. He's quick. Um, he's really good with the ball in his hands and out in space. So that's, you know, in space is a, a very premium issue in the NFL especially. So, yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's a guy I like. But I, I see him going fourth or fifth round. And, and he could have a Tariq Cohen-like impact possibly but it's it's that like tj yeldon mold i think it's you know and and these guys can be valuable i mean it's it's whether or not they get a chance to be a a three down back plus um you know guys like justice hill trevion williams even uh henderson i mean there are a bunch of these guys in this class that could be something valuable for for fantasy especially like it has to be ppr but they're going to take they need something to happen in front of them they're not just going to come in and take over a backfield but they're interesting dart throws and and i do like i have notes on justice hill talking about how you know he's got the ability the quickness to run inside he's dangerous in space but he gets straight up and because he gets straight up and because he's, you know, 5'10", 190 pounds, he's going to get just crushed when that happens. So he's not your ideal, you know, bell cow. Plus yeah, he- I guess you're, you're right in the fact that if he is, you know, what y'all are saying, if he is going to be that three down back, it's it's probably going to be an outlier just considering, you know, the the type of running backs in the past that have been, hovering around 200 pounds like we're not looking at jamal charles you know right (laughs) but but those are also the type of guys that win you championships in in dynasty because they're on the end of your bench nobody paid attention to them in a rookie draft all of a sudden someone gets hurt in week 14 and you run uh 
you know, Damian Williams to a championship or whatever, you know, whoever it is, that's the type of player that you can get in a rookie draft, especially this year where everyone is trying to trade out of this draft. There are some upside plays. Yeah, absolutely. Totally pro bowler, pro bowler, pro bowler. <laughs> Lock it in. Convinced he is the next Jamal Charles, Justice Hill. You heard it here first on the open bar. <laughs> what, are, what are the chances Kelvin Harmon sneaks into the second round of, of, of rookie drafts? Oh, not if you're it's in like my league. Hate, hate, greater and greater and greater. Not yeah. if you were in my league. What if he drops to like the third, like late third, fourth round of the NFL draft to like the team you don't want to land on? <laughs> then, then maybe, but <laughs> I just, I just feel like by the time it's all said and done, with I, I feel like one or two of the tight ends are going to go. Um, we're we're going to get probably. Uh, the, the top four wide receivers that people love or, or like a lot uh, between DK, AJ, um, Hakeem Butler, and I'm missing one, Nikhil. Nikhil. All yeah, of those are. guys are going to go. So that's so that's half of the first round there. We haven't mentioned Kyler and Superflex. We haven't mentioned Locke or whoever else may go early that may shoot into the first round. That gives us to eight. And then the running backs, right? So your yeah. Henderson, your Montgomery, your Miles Sanders, uh, you're Josh Jacobs. That's four right there, right? So I think it's plausible between uh, Kelvin Harmon, guy I like a lot, and um, sneaky guy who might be coming up boards faster than I don't know. I don't really know why. All of a sudden, people love him now, but I, I like Xavier Figueroa White Um and, and he's a guy that I think is is going to go in the second round too. But I like both of those guys quite a bit. That'd be yeah. it. Harmon's, I mean, because you mentioned those 12, and that's not even including Hawkinson and Fant, who should be in the, that 12 as well. So, mm-hmm. especially so funny. Premium. Yeah. Tight end premium, I think. Yeah, those guys could go six, seven area. So, yeah, I like that. So, uh, yeah, Harmon's a guy I was really high on early, like early in my process, like in January. And then the more I saw of him, I just kind of, he's a guy that does a lot of stuff good, but nothing great. I know you hear that a lot in this class, unfortunately. Um, but he's a really good route runner in a lot of things. You know, he catches everything. He's got great hands. And he, you know, some guys had him as high as one. And, and then, you know, just kind of through the process, you know, he kind of got kind of faded out of the mix with, you know, DK killing it and, you know, everybody else stepping up. It's just kind of, he kind of got sifted back. And he, yeah, he's one that could fall middle of second, late second in your rookie drafts and be, Damn good wide receiver in the NFL. That four six buried him right at the at the combine. <laughs> the four six and then the vertical that that wasn't great either. Yeah, just kind of meh, you know. But there was a lot of meh. It felt like in this draft process. So. Definitely. I mean, our set. You mentioned Arcega Whiteside. If if Harmon's the the late first guy and Arcega Whiteside's the mid second. I mean, as far as body type, all these guys are have this, you know prolific body type for a wide receiver like between six two and six four and like 220 or whatever like if, if that's kind of where you're looking at and i feel like our sega white side at least tested a little bit better i mean swing on that instead he's going to be cheaper right 
I, don't know. I, I still I still like Harmon. I got a question for for Zeno though about a guy like Harmon, and because I'm not a numbers guy, I'm a film guy, and I hear a lot uh, players like Harmon, players like AJ Brown, players like Jarvis Landry, and you hear inefficient. And to to wrap my head around inefficiency with a guy catching the ball short and is it inefficient in an nfl context or and we don't care about that as fantasy players or is it inefficient fantasy and we should care about it like a slot receiver yeah i mean if you're talking about just like efficiency it it depends what efficiency is to you right like if you're simply just talking about being efficient once you catch the ball and being able to get a bunch of yak i would almost say just ignore that like yak from a college level to the nfl isn't really a translatable thing it's not something that at least i've really tried to measure but i've seen other articles and and analysis where it's basically you know don't trust yak all that much um and then if you're talking about efficiency from just being able to catch the ball um i think that's one of the things like you can pretty much ignore for the most part unless they're like you know, catching nothing ever. <laughs> like, obviously, those obvious outliers are pretty bad to happen. But, um, like, I think of it in a way in, in terms of, like, the job of each offensive player. So the job of the QB is to deliver the ball on time, on target. job of the wide receiver is to get separation and to catch the ball. Um, and I think that that latter part is kind of noisy. Um, it's not really a good signal when we're talking about I mean, even the NFL, like receptions and even um, reception percentage is just not a stable thing from season to season. Um, mm-hmm. So going from you know college to NFL, it's not really a thing either. Um, so yeah, I would say for the most part, just kind of ignore those. Um, Efficiency is weird though, because yeah, it just depends how you define it. Same thing with NFL success, right? Like what is right. a successful wide receiver? Is that like number of 1,000 yard seasons? Is it being a top 24 fantasy football receiver? Like, yeah, that... Those are the types of things that like I'm kind of interested as of right now is like defining success. Like how do you fit your model to predict the best thing that's most translatable to fantasy success? Turns out it's harder than you imagine. <laughs> but um, yeah, all sorts of smart people out there doing that currently, which is like really awesome to see. Um, but I, I think market share is king. It's like a lot of what age adjusted market share is like the biggest thing for me. That's um, what I notice sticks a lot. Yeah, I'll take Did that. Age adjusted market share. Yeah, yeah, age adjusted. Yeah, that. I was just gonna say, take that, Peter Howard. Numbers suck. Numbers <laughs> suck. <laughs> How about uh, tag film, baby? <laughs> Someone mentioned Boykin to hop into the late first or uh, early second. How about how about Boykin for y'all? Stompy. He listen. It wasn't top twelve receiver. He said top twelve overall. Miles Boykin. No, that's what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the first round, late late first, early Whew. second round. Yeah. Can, can you hear Whew. me vigorously shaking my head? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, I want no part of that. Yeah, he's elaborate. Uh, I don't if you if you're going to use the Josh Jacobs argument, you got to use the Miles Boykin for the same thing. He was stuck mm-hmm. in a horrible offense at Notre Dame that couldn't get him the ball, but the measurables are there, the athleticism is there. You know, some of the plays were there, 
but I think I still think he's one of those ones that you could let somebody else take and get in a year. You know, he's going to take some time to develop if he even develops. Like he's got a lot of the traits you like, but he, he ha- you haven't seen it on tape. And that's, what is his story, Debbie Wise? Dwight, sorry to cut you off, Zach. On Debbie Wise, he was kind of a middle of the road type of guy. He wasn't like exactly a highly sought after recru- recruiter, not a five star or anything like that. But he was, you know, Notre Dame tends to bring in, you know, some of the best of the, of the best. So it, it was there. I'm trying to think of how he was a couple of years ago. And I don't, he wasn't even in like, you know, top 10 of his class type of Debbie radar but the talent was there and more was expected, but more was expected of Notre Dame as a whole. So hmm. Zach. No, I just, I think that the, the, for me, it's a, a matter of if you have to take him top 12, I want no part of that because I, I don't know enough about, uh, about him and I don't know enough to project him where, why not? If you're going to take a flyer on someone, why not take a flyer on Hall two rounds later? Why not take a flyer on Keyshawn Johnson the next round? You know, there are a bunch of guys. If you're going to take flyers, don't take them early in this in this draft because I I don't think that there's much to separate after about the first ten guys. I don't think there's much to separate the next twenty. Which it's it's weird. It, it, people are are saying it's a bad draft class. Well, it's it's not top heavy at all unless you count the tight ends, but there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of those guys who hey, they might be something. So that, I, I guess that's where I'm at. I'm off him in the first round, like way out, but if he's sticking around in the late second, fine, I'll take a flyer on him. Right. Seems like a really fun draft to, if, yeah. if you're interested at all in this draft, but to uh, trade back and, and gain some capital and possibly, you know, still get some player that you sort of like, because I, I feel like, I don't know, all around the hit rate on all of these guys is just super low. So, you know, wh- whether you're in the top five of the first round, you trade back to 10 and, and gain a, a 2021st or whatever it is. And then you're in the second round and you trade back to the third and you, and you get another second for next year. So it seems like that is super ideal for this one and uh, possibly profitable. Yeah. And I also think it's a great year to have won your league last year because a lot of people yeah. are looking to trade back <laughs> and, and you can, well, but you can assume a little bit of that risk. You don't need that guy. You can trade up and take DK at 101 or 102 or 103 and not worry about him being a bust. But if he's Julio Jones, you just crushed it for the next six, seven, eight years where if you lost your league and you're sitting at 102, 103, maybe taking DK is not, not the answer because there's a big risk associated with that. So I I think that both are true. I think that if you're, if you're in the top, it's a nice draft to trade back because there's a lot of uh, a lot of chance to pick up extra pieces that could have have potential. But if you are sitting in a catbird seat, man, this is a great draft to trade up because everybody wants to trade back. So just go against everything I just said, Zach. No, do both. Do both. it depends <laughs> on where you're sitting. No, I agree. Like you said, if if you win, trade up. If you lost, trade back. Okay, that's the one. Unless you unless you can draft Nikhil Harry and then do that, have fun. Do that. He's gonna he's gonna be good. Do that. Here's your Nikhil Harry, no matter what. 
<laughs> Are there do people not like Nikhil Harry out there? I can't imagine that they don't. I think I've seen maybe one to two tweets about like, oh, I don't understand the Nikhil Harry love. Someone explain it to me. And it's a huge mess of comments of just haters saying, You're so dumb. You gotta love Nikhil Harry. He's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. And then the original tweeter will be like, okay, I kind of get it now. We just have a bunch of insane people who love Nikhil, I guess. Well, but he's the guy that that right now the metrics and the film both like I don't love yeah. how he separates deep, but holy cow, he can win inside of 15 yards and and so whatever if he can't separate deep. He's big enough that he can win deep without separating. So he can do both. You know, the, the metrics, I know Peter Howard just loves him. I mean, it, it's it's this merger. It doesn't happen very often where we can walk hand in hand and sing Kumbaya, you know, the, the film grinders and the and the metrics crowd. But this is this is where we're coming together. I like it. <laughs> That's funny. That's true. <laughs> chicken or crow, chicken and crow, chicken and crow. Who says you can't have both? Mm. Zeno, you you made a point, and I've I've forgotten it at this point. I had this question burning in me for the last five minutes after you had talked. Um, Something in regards to efficiency, just trying to be able to, um, for just for us, uh, dunces, uh, when it comes to trying to be able to parse through a lot of what actually matters from an efficiency standpoint. Um, what aside from the, I think, and again, I tried to write it down, but I still butchered it. You said age adjusted market share, correct? Yeah. Yeah. This is stuff that Peter is always looking at. So, so aside from, so aside from that, and, and, and I think that this just goes back to when you were talking about like what constitutes as a breakout, I can't remember who was making this point, but they were saying, Hey, a breakout basically becomes anyone who poses as let's say a wide receiver two or better. In which case, we just saw last season the breakout of D.D. Westbrook, who I think he was right there on the fringe of wide receiver two, like wide receiver 22 or something like that this last season. I'll look it up here in a second. But but what do you think? Like, like he can do that. He can break out per se and then never do anything else again and technically would count as a hit. And I, and I guess I just have a I have a hard time rectifying that in my soul. Like, oh, D.D. Westbrook like was a success per se, if, if that makes sense. So yeah. can you help me, can you help me understand um, like what that looks like in terms of someone being um, like, like someone breaking out or like what, what should matter? Yeah. I think like you're touching on is like, again, how do we define success, right? Like the one hit yeah. wonders, like are those truly successful archetypes in the NFL or are those people that, we should be more aware of in, in figuring out that maybe those are not good um, players that we should like to be focusing on. Um, I don't have the right answer. I don't really know as of right now. Um, the latest kind of stuff that I've been working through is uh, more so looking at um, like multiple levels of classification. So um, basically figuring out, you know, what's your probability of, being um, below average, what's your probability of being average? What's your probability of being above average? And all those those averages are all based off of um, PPR points right now. Um, and I've just simply bucketed them. So I said, basically, anybody who gets below, um, 
an average of seven PPR points within your first one to three seasons, um, you're considered below average. Anybody between seven to 11 PPR average points is considered average. And anybody above 11 points is, is considered above average. It turns out that there's a kind of interesting like distribution of those sorts of point spreads. Um, so there's a lot of guys who are average. Um, there's a lot more guys who are sub average. And then there's obviously a lot less guys who are like super good. Um, in any event, like just measuring that I think is, is a solid, uh, route in terms of like design, just defining success. But like, again, it's like, I'm picking arbitrary numbers. Right. Um, so they're, they're kind of based off some analytical distribution. Um, but they are kind of, you know, like me just saying, Hey, like, what do I want out of my dynasty wide receiver in the first three years? Like anything less than six points, I'm going to be pretty pissed at you. Anything in between, you know, six to 11, I'll, I'll be okay. I won't be super happy. I won't be mad. And anything above 11, I'll probably be pretty pumped about. Um, so that's, that's kind of it. And yeah, and you can, you can also say like, well, let's define success as just simply the number of 1000 yard seasons. And you can map model that like just simply the number. So basically we would say you know what profiles are giving us a higher number of those 1k seasons versus which are not giving us those types of seasons um but yeah it's it's kind of weird i mean i think when we start talking about like the top x percent or the top like 12 the top 36 it's starting to get a little too arbitrary for me um and i start to you know i tend to like kind of back away from that um but like at the end of the day, it is kind of useful um, to kind of understand how these different prospects are profiling um, relative to those, even though they're arbitrary cutoffs and benchmarks, they're, they're, they are benchmarks and cutoffs. So they're, they're a solid anchor point, I guess, is kind of what I'm trying to say. So I'm, I'm hearing trade out for Tyler Boyd. I, I see you, Eitan, in the, in the chat. So that's what we're doing. We're just trading out of this. Tyler Boyd, let's go. Yeah, love it. Tyler Boyd's my man. <laughs> no, then let's. I think that's really good because, uh, uh, and, and as I something that I've taken to heart of late is uh, just the sailing from J, the saying from Jalen Rose. Um, it's kind of funny, but it just makes so much sense when when I think about it. Is that happiness is a function of expectations, and so whatever our expectations are for these rookies, uh, for these guys that we take on. Uh, a lot of that will frame how we view them in the now and how we view them moving forward. Um, yep. So uh, a lot of it, I think, even probably has to do with confirmation bias. But you explaining that just now really helped me connect dots like, oh, like, it, it you know, like you said, arbit pick an arbitrary number like you can land wherever and, you know. Uh, wide receiver 25 well i mean he was one away from 24 but he doesn't count as a breakout but technically you know did he did he do better than you thought because he ended at 25 when he was adp of 47 or you know so i, I think that uh that was super helpful thank you you made a dummy like me feel feel pretty good about uh, what that what that looks like awesome you're not a dummy for what it's worth I don't know. I got the T-shirt on. He is. <laughs> oh, out, baby. I, I didn't even notice that. Truly. <laughs> um, to all the Broncos fans, I just saw an alert. Chris Harris just wants to be traded. 
Uh, take that, Sam. Take that, Aton. Suck it, Broncos fans. I'm just kidding. I don't hate. I don't hate Broncos fans. I'm just. I'm just messing. Um, they they had. A, I don't know if you heard, Gabe, on their latest episode. They had Matrix on. Uh, Colin, aka Connor, and uh, they were lamenting about their Broncos uh, sadness. Um, yeah. So take that. <laughs> yeah, I would. Too give, me, give me Flacco all day in late rounds. <laughs> and you're serious you say that with a straight face yeah <laughs> well like i mean i've That's definitely impressive. taken him a bunch in best ball like within the last two weeks i don't know if i'd take him in redraft i'd probably just shove him on my dynasty roster like why not you know he'll be free um might as well plug up a qb3 spot if my roster is big enough don't see a reason why not to yeah, he's probably QB as far as active NFL QBs, like QB 32 or 30, <laughs> 31. I don't know. Uh, I'll take I'll take Bortles. I'll take Bortles over Flacco. Uh, man, that uh that Broncos team is uh at some scary hours. I'd say. I do not trust. <laughs> And, and with you saying that, Gabe, I'm so glad you said that. Um, in a league uh, that I'm in with Zach, actually, um, the 12 Olympians, shout out to everybody in that. We had a startup. I actually took your boy, Cortland Sutton, uh, in the startup. Well, he he'll be fine. Receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just traded him to the homegirl, Casey. What up, Casey? Uh, I traded him to Casey for the 104 because I literally want anybody – in the top four over him. <laughs> hmm. yes. Were we about wrapping up the show or uh, <laughs> you, at this point, you usually say you're all out of bullets, right? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just busting your Suttons. I'm fully, I'm fully loaded. homie. <laughs> where does, where does Cortland, where does Cortland go for you in this draft? Uh, or anybody, think, uh, everybody, shout this out. I'm, I'm curious. I, th- I think it'd be a, an argument between Nikhil and Cortland, uh, but that's it for me. That would be the only argument to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sitting right here. Probably, probably three for me. And that's just in a regular league, like Superflex. I think that. You know, Kyler probably jumps up above that, obviously. But yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. Probably yeah, four, right on four. Man, that's tough, yeah. man. Because I really liked him a lot last year. Hmm. A lot of people what's, did. What's wrong? Like it's just a rook. Oh. You, you traded. Okay. You traded back to get. You you like went back in time. You retroactively. <laughs> Trying to find success. It's in, like, let the man develop. Right. I just feel like that team is just going the wrong direction, man. The whole team is. Like, I I just, I, another a team, I, just, I have trouble trusting anybody on that team right now. So, I just, yeah. It's not like the direction Denver's going. That. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that because it is. It, it's hard to find success. We, we've gone through this before about the 
kind of the, the correlation between a, a top 12 or 10 QB versus a top 24 wide receiver. And there's usually uh, that happening. So if we, if we see Flacco having an extraordinary year, I mean, he's only been a, a top 12 guy twice, maybe. So, yeah, I can see the sweat, but I can also see <laughs> him just being a bridge QB and just being a guy to fill in. Like, I, I, again, but how many years in a row can the Broncos have a fucking yeah, bridge yeah. QB? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I think next year could be the year if, if they can figure out how to scout <laughs> talent. <laughs> I think Tank for two the QB class is going to be nice next year, though. I've I have a feeling they're going to suck this year again. They'll have a top ten pick. They can scoop one of the four or five QBs that are going to go in the top ten. And so crazy suck. baby, come on! <laughs> He'll be on an expiring rookie contract when he finally get a decent quarterback there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Makes me so sad. Well, you uh, have fun. Watch. You have fun with. Kelvin Harmon, uh, J. Mike, or <laughs> A.J. Brent, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing with your third, second round wide receiver, whatever, J. Mike. How disrespectful. Know. Yeah. How yeah. No Is way. the chat saying anything? Are they mad at you or anything? Can we like... No. Wait, hey, what was the Cortland Sutton question? Are they all silly people too? We we got a we got a Christian Kirk is greater than the 103 is greater than Sutton from Peter Howard. I love well, it. That, well, that's Pete, Peter's like <laughs> balls deep in Christian Kirk. So, as you know, the question was where where would you put Sutton in with this year's class? Like, if he was in this year's wide receivers, where would you put him? Yeah, pro I would probably I would probably take Nikhil over him, and that's probably it. But it would be tough. I'm just I, I'm I'm just curious because a lot of times we do this thing where we like to uh, cross pollinate, if you will, drafts, uh, which is why everyone hates this year's draft. Apparently, <laughs> cross pollinate. Every every other draft has just been these knees for 15 years straight. Now we forget about Bishop Sankey, and anyway, that's besides the point. P. Ryan for <laughs> life, <laughs> right? Uh, oh, point being, I, I just I just find it interesting how. Um, I, I try to show you some love there with the fact that I took Cortland Sutton in a startup, um, and then I immediately traded him just because, uh, right? Simply out of spite to bring it up in this very moment, <laughs> in utter disgust. It, it's kind of like the uh, if you if you didn't love me, then you don't deserve me, or whatever that quote is. Yeah, whatever that. Kind of, yeah, whatever. <laughs> however, that hell that goes. That's kind of. <laughs> I think that's what you're trying to say, right? <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> I think our time has come to right. an end. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cortland Sutton, Nikhil Harry, gimme, gimme. Um, anything else that y'all want to share, um, at all before the draft starts in um, forty hours or so? 48 hours to win game, baby. Yes, let's go. True. True. Um, I got mine on Saturday night at 12.40 a.m. Oh, snap. Yeah, it's it's going to be like out until 4 a.m. 
it's like the universe got together and said, "Hey, let's just take one weekend and really piss our wives off," you know, by putting Endgame <laughs> and the draft on one weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, all good. Exactly. Man. A- Endgame of uh, all sorts between the uh, pre-NFL draft research, uh, the movie, and marriages. <laughs> I mean, and the real, the real mock season can begin, guys. Right, right. Am, oh yeah, more mock. I am just so glad that we've got like forty-eight weeks off from saying landing spot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I hear you, man. Ugh. Y'all are such haters. <laughs> J. Mike, what do you say? Are we so are we getting out of here? Is that what you're trying to say? Should we get out? I think we're there. I think we've we've met our we've met our match. At the quota, uh, the open bar minimum. Certainly don't want to reach the maximum ever again, but it happens from time to time. Tonight is not that night. J. Mike will not allow it. Uh, this has been great. I've had fun. I'm excited to finally talk about things here in the. Um, coming months of summer uh there will be a lot there will be a lot happening on the open bar i'm sure maybe i don't know jay do we we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second let's say goodbye to our guests uh the idp man himself the people's champ we'll start with you since we started with you at the beginning of the show say your things that you like to say if you'd like to you know throw a comment towards Cortland sutton feel free to do so um otherwise are you I mean, yeah, we got a uh, next week. Uh, two pods of Debbie Happy Hour, Debbie Owners Manual. We'll both have you know some draft recap stuff going on. I got a couple articles in the pipeline for DLF. And uh, uh, side note, I'm trying to I'm trying to petition that every meeting that we have in the United States starts with somebody hollering, "Regulators, mount up!" I, I tried <laughs> it today at my meeting and work, and it didn't work. But I, I think it's a thing. It's got to happen. So that that's my side project that I'm working on. That's all I got, man. All right. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Uh, please sounds update. Good. In my head, it sounds good. Damn it! All right. <laughs> no, please update us on how that goes in the coming. Hold <laughs> up. One of one of the better things that that Dwight does, though, in our in our uh, incredibly famous Kamikaze League. Uh, every day around lunch-ish time, he comes out with just one of those Voxer uh, recordings, and he just finds his old-school jam of the day and just gives us about 30 seconds of gold where he's just going in. <laughs> and it, it's it's become a staple of my, of my day. So, Dwight, never change. Never, ever change. Stay gold, Pony Boy. Stay gold. Like bars? He's throwing, he's throwing bars at you? No, today it was a uh, mystical shake it fast. Okay. Uh, it's like a throwback on on the local stand, local channel and yeah. It's fun, good times. Love it. Uh indeed, stay gold pony boy. Um all right. Uh who else? Um uh, same order, same order, same order. Zach, the tacit assassin. 13. Um 
you and Kyle have been doing shows every week. You really talk about landing spots. Those are your favorite things. Covers <laughs> uh, it. You can add anything else if you'd like. Uh, you hit it. You you hit the nail on the head. That's us. The Dynasty Dummies landing spot is golden. <laughs> um. Well, no. Either you will or I will. Um. Go go check out the Dummies, man. That's uh, a great 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 podcast even if you don't like football you can still listen to the hard work and dedication that is put into a parody song what almost every week right sometimes like two in a week i mean the the dude is writing these in front of his wife while they're watching <laughs> television like they what a psychopath <laughs> um no uh I, I i know how that is so I, I commend you for that eternally my man well hey I, it means a lot and i appreciate it coming from you especially because there there isn't anybody in the dynasty game better at uh at writing lyrics than than you so i i appreciate it it's uh it's a labor of love. It gives me a chance to be creative and uh, have some fun with this and if you're not having fun with this you're doing it wrong uh, yeah for real um we seem to lose sight of that especially in the dynasty community as we approach this draft people get a little psycho <laughs> um and uh plug plug your uh your, your live show that you, that y'all are doing go ahead oh yeah we're uh we're rolling out a day two uh draft show on friday at seven o'clock uh a Gabe, if you're uh, in the neighborhood, swing by. I think we got uh, we might have a mic open for you. So I know Jay might can't uh, can't be there. We're very very uh, saddened by that, but but uh, definitely stop by. And and if you guys are in the chat still, you may not even be anybody there. If there is a chat, we'll have we'll have a live chat going too, so you can make fun of us. It's it'll be fun. I appreciate the invite and I think I'd like to take you up on it. Um, I, I think I have some redemption to serve. <laughs> I, I just find myself to be a complete asshole from last year to be quite frank. Oh no, no worries. You, yeah. you were entertaining. I mean, look, we, it was, it was, you were entertaining. It's all good. We, we get it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's all in the past, but appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So go check out the show, whether I'm there or not. Um, it's going to be great. The the and the day two is where it's at for fantasy oh, football. For sorry, sure. sorry, Dwight. Okay, <laughs> IDP will have its day on day one and throughout the draft. But I, I think there's there's going to be a lot of defensive players, uh, defensive players taken in round one. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Probably. Uh, Eighteen, maybe twenty. It's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. yeah a lot of impact players. 20 defensive players in Hollywood Brown. There's your first <laughs> round. Welcome to day two of the dummies. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Drano, a.k.a. Zaino. But I will probably not call you. Well, both names are so fucking cool, man. You really <laughs> you really nailed it there. And, and to be able, be able to be called Z is just really, really neat as well. Um so yeah, appreciate the names that you carry on your shoulders. Appreciate you. Uh, would you like to share anything? If you can hear me, 
anymore? Are you frozen? Uh oh. Zaino. No. I'm probably frozen. There he is. Can you hear me? All right. I'm just going to go before my computer blows up again. Um, yeah. My name's Crazy. I'm Crazy. You can uh, follow all my stuff on uh, on Twitter at the dude underscore Z. It's probably some of the links here, whatever. Um, all my crap is on uh, FF Statistics. You should subscribe to tools I build. If you want to see some of the beta tools that I dump out for free, you can go to www.zenoismy.name. www.zenoismy.name. Um, and yeah, you check out some cool shit that I do. And uh, happy to talk numbers or football or football and numbers, either way. Can I have your number? Me. <laughs> Can I have it? Can, Can I, I have, have it? it? My little croissant. My little croissant. <laughs> croissant. Oh, J. Mike. J. Mike. J. Mike Keck. What a fun show. Um, golly. It's, I, sometimes I have to pinch myself. Just the fact that we get to do this. It's just crazy. Um, this is really absurd, and it's something special, Gabe. And I don't tell you often enough uh, how special you are to me, uh, how much uh, I, I care about you, care for you. Uh, you are my brother, and I love you. And uh, this is just fun that we get to do this. It's absurd. Uh, to everyone that rocks with us in the chat, thank you all. It was a ton of fun. Uh, and this is this will be the official last time that I will wear this specific ball cap during an episode because the Spurs are down like 30. Um, and we're not going to do this again. So uh, not that I'm superstitious, but this is just disgusting. Um, to everyone uh, that's rocking with us uh, on podcast form, thank you guys for checking checking us out. Make sure you share with a friend. Let them know that you came to the bar, you had a ton of fun, and that they should come too uh, at some point. Uh, again, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, there's something new called Himalaya. I don't even know what that is, but I'm pretty sure we're there. Uh, Spotify, we're there. Uh, so check us out. Uh, show us some love. And again, share with a friend. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at jmikecheck, at jmiccheck. You can find my better half, Mr. Gabe Gearing, uh, on Twitter at ffmanbun. And you can find the show's handle at theopenbarfp, as in fake pigskin. What up, Jared? What up, Robert? I hope you guys are well. And to our guest tonight, my brother Zach, people's champ, Zeno Drano, don't call me James. Uh, greatly, greatly appreciate having you guys. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, Zach, I think you, uh, I, I got a spot here in the living room. You can just crash out. We'll see you again next week uh, for the for the, for the the double dip. That uh, sounds like a plan. Next week, uh, we'll be able to bring them all of the fun from the actual draft. So, Gabe, without further ado, my main man, take us. Him. Go check out 15 and Out, aka the Dummy Blitz. The Dummy Blitz. That's a podcast. Short little podcast from J Mike. A little intro from Zach, the other Z in this group here. Um, just cause J Mike won't ever say it. The man is perfect. 
So good to be with you this week, my brother. Uh, looking forward to the coming weeks, especially after the draft, so we can talk about things, talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's go. Talk about what's next. Dwayne Haskins, come to thee. <laughs> or Kyler. I mean, let's go. Go. Do it. Um, what else? What else? We have a, we have a store. We have a store, um, the open bar dot store um, We put things out there. Sometimes the wubba lubba chub chub is still in effect. Um, we got some teats. We've got some, uh, uh, girls Girl clout clout. cookies. They really do, man. Those, those girl scouts do it for clout. All right. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> uh, and we should have we should have done one for Anderchin. I'm gonna I might that's what I might, <laughs> I might go and I need to go and do that. Give me give me your chin, Jake. Give me your chin so I can throw that up there. And I should have done one for the feet too, man. We got head, shoulders, knees, and toes. God, and we had so many opportunities. Yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. Um, no, it we we just love to have fun on here. We, we don't know what we're gonna come up with at, at the at the time it just happens and it's flowy and it's great. Um, but you will only catch the the freshness if you come here live with us and kick it in the so-called chat. Um, I, I was kicking in there a little bit. I was I was watching people. I just I just wanted to see if people, you know, were talking good things about Hill and um, <laughs> Sutton, you know, just trying to make myself feel better, really. Um but but come check us live, and if not, check the podcast. That's fun too. But live is certainly more fun. Um, what else, J Mike? Do we have a show next week? We got a show, right? We do. We we we've got guests and all. Like I said, Zach Zach will be back. Uh, oh really? We want to let everything out of the bag. I mean, letting them know Zach will be back is like, I think that that might be enough. That's definitely enough to bring everybody no, back. We'll tease. We'll, we'll we'll save. Yeah, we'll tease. We'll tease the guest. Guest by guest. Every every 48 hours, we'll release another guest. <laughs> People will be on their toes. Release bleeding. the hostages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, great. I, I, I haven't even looked at our guest list, but you are, you're coming back with, with us next week, Zach? Yeah, I am. Uh, just walk out behind the bar, you know, Perfect. pound on the, uh, pound on the uh, garbage can a little bit. I'll wake yeah. up, walk back in. We'll do it again. Yeah, along with the takes. Were the takes coming too, or just just you? I mean, I I I don't know if I have takes, man. I, <laughs> I... <laughs> All right, that's it. Um, intros, I do those. I've been working on them. I swear. I, I just gave one to um, the homie Levi. Who shout out? To, we wanted to have him on tonight, and things came up, uh, family things, and those are always first. But we we did miss you tonight. Um, we hope to have you on in the future. Hope that the Dynasty Yak is uh, going well, um, especially with that new intro. Come and go and check that out. It'll it'll be popping up here soon. And uh, other intros coming soon. And more open bar episodes coming soon. And big things coming soon. It's 2019 and the open bar is taking over the world. All right. Uh, put your drinks up. This has been great, everyone. We love you all little cheers to you and yours and everyone around you we will see you all next week adieu